Could you map out on a piece of paper every single thing that happens in your office? I was asked that question recently. It really made me think, how well do I know my business? Hello and welcome to What's Next Dentistry. This is Dr. Mark Sivers from Boston. Thanks for joining us. We'd like to express our gratitude for our sponsor, Laeta, and all that they do to help dentistry. Check them out at laeta.com and see how they can improve your profits, your work life, and the time off that you have. In this episode, we're going to tackle the question, can you map out everything that happens in your business? I was asked that recently, and I was shocked as I sat down and tried to do that. It's really hard. When I thought of all the people that are involved in all that they do, in all the aspects of running a business, owning a business, and having one function, there is an extraordinary amount that goes on. And I realized as I was actually sitting down doing this that I did not know and that that's okay. What is important that those processes or those systems or everything that's involved in your business is mapped out and is visible and is known so that when new people come or when existing people take a look at what's going on in other parts of the business, they actually know and can find ways to better interact. Some of you are going to be listening to this and saying, how do I do this? There's many different ways, but you will need a large amount of space to do this. So sticky notes on a wall and having a very large wall gives you some idea. Uh, Prezi is very helpful, at least I found it to be helpful, because you have infinite amounts of space and you can just start adding and adding and adding. And if you... So what I did is I started at the very first way that people engage with my dental practice. And I thought, how is that? When I first created this, I actually wrote down on a piece of paper, new patient phone call. As I thought about it, I said, no, actually people are engaging with my practice way before the new patient phone call. So it might be with a friend because they're referred to the practice. It might be online because that's where they find us. It might be through a review because they're reading some of the reviews that we have. It might be from a referral from their physician. And then I realized, wow, so there's all of those people before the new patient phone call. And then I thought, okay, that's great. I'll start with those. But then it dawned on me, it's actually my marketing team that's making my new patient contact. And so I put them as first. And some of you will probably reach out to me and say, hey, Mark, you forgot to think about, and there's a step even before my marketing team, and I would welcome your insights. As you can see, there's a lot of steps to this, and there's a lot of thought that goes into it. So then you work your way from the marketing team to someone referring them or finding you online to that new patient phone call, and then you take a look at what is happening on that new patient phone call. And we've talked about that on one of the previous episodes. That new patient phone call should be brief. It should have real direction. You should be guiding it. And it should be getting them into your practice so that they can come and see you and experience what it's like being with you. Then you can imagine as they make their way physically into your practice, what's that experience like in your parking lot? And then when they actually come in to reception, what is their experience like? Are they greeted with a handshake? Are they greeted with a smile? Have you taught your staff exactly how you want that to take place? Because if I'm coming in for the first time and they haven't been taught, 
the odds of them actually standing up, reaching out, grabbing my hand and saying, welcome to the practice, smiling, looking me in the eyes and saying, welcome, are very, very low. Now, you may disagree with the handshake, or you may disagree that they need to look into your eyes, you may disagree that they need to smile, and that's all fine, but what is your system? How do you make people have the most extraordinary first impact and first impression ever? Because that's the one that's going to stick with them, and that's going to be a very large driving factor as to whether they're going to return to you. So, what is that experience? And then, as you have them come into the practice, how are you onboarding them? Is there things to fill out? Is that done on paper? Is that done digitally? Is there a computer station or an iPad or a place where that's done? How does that take place? And once again, if you haven't trained your staff on exactly how to do that, it's probably not going to be consistent. It's probably not going to be particularly good. And you're probably not going to make an extraordinary first impression. And so working your way now to a tour of your facility so that people can see, I've just walked in the door, I can see you exist, I've found out about you through some sort of person or marketing effort, but, but who are you really? And taking them on a tour and showing them, and in a minute or two, letting them know and see what you're all about. And then having them sit down, giving them a gift, and then taking them through the process of an examination, radiographs, and, and having that be easy, and having that be fun, and having that be quick and efficient, and having that be thorough, but having it done in such a way that it's easy for the patient and acceptable to the patient rather than this long, onerous, drawn-out process. And we'll talk more about that. So as you then make your way through, they've scheduled an appointment to come in for their treatment, They've scheduled an appointment for their next hygiene. They check out. What does that process look like? How do you make sure that everything is posted properly to their account? How do you make sure that that account gets proper payment from the patient at the time they are checking out and then gets submitted to insurance if that's applicable and that there's follow-up on that insurance and that there is then people reaching out to clients if there's money owed or if there's a credit that money is getting reimbursed to your patient. And then having the ledger reconciled with the money coming into your bank account, making sure that that's all working out properly and that the write-offs are done properly if there are any and that everything is in perfect alignment. As you can see, there's a lot of steps to this. There's a lot of people involved with this. And most of us, myself including until recently, didn't have this all charted out. Nobody knew what all the steps were. And most importantly, no one was sitting down to see, is there a better way that we can do this? And what I found in my process was that including my team members and having them participate in this exercise, they immediately found areas where we were deficient. And that would probably never happen at your office or with your teams, but at my office it did. And it helped me understand I can really learn a lot from my team if I will simply leverage them, if I will include them, if I will allow them to be adults and intelligent adults that participate and contribute to this organization. So I would strongly encourage you to sit down, whether it be with sticky notes on a wall or have a colossal conference room table and just kind of break this all out. Probably the best way that I've found, like I said, is using Prezi, so I'd strongly recommend that. It's free, prezi.com. It's easy to learn. 
but do the process. And as you're doing it, this is key, look for areas where there is waste. Look for areas where you are doing things and there is no benefit to the patient. And then try to find ways to improve those and eliminate those. And so one thing that I realized was that I was spending a lot of money on a human being to sit down and communicate with insurance companies. And I realized human beings are incredibly value and they're best used to have human interaction, not with an insurance company, but actually with other patients of the practice. And so we looked at a way, how can we automate this? How can we bring our costs down? How can we then take that person that was doing that and pivot them in our business and have them interact with patients so that they're actually creating more value for the practice. And so doing that, we had more human interaction. We had more patients coming in. We had people that knew what they were getting involved with before they arrived at our practice. And they said, this is amazing. I've never had so many people helping me and guiding me through this process. It's simple, it's easy, it's quick, it's efficient, but I can clearly sense that you guys know what you're doing and you have dedicated people doing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is wonderful. So just to be clear, as you're doing this process and outlining all these different steps, you're looking at how do you redirect the people that you have to do things where they actually are making and creating more value for your business, that they're making your business more profitable. If after this exercise, you feel like you need to terminate someone's employment, then you aren't going about this properly. If you spent time developing a team member and they've been loyal to you and they've been doing a great job at what they're doing, you can definitely pivot them, redeploy them in a fashion that they're actually bringing you more benefit and making your company more profitable. We'll talk more about that in further episodes, but I just want to be very clear. This is how do we grow our organization? How do we make it bigger? How do you end up needing a larger office or multiple offices to do what you do because you're doing things so extraordinary well and you've got such an incredible following of patients that they all want to come and refer others. So work your way through this step by step and you can find ways to make improvements. You can find ways to eliminate waste. There's many different types of waste. We've talked about that. But most importantly, you can see what this whole process looks like. And then you can have a team meeting and review this with everybody. And you'll continually find ways to improve this. Make those improvements. This is not something that's set in stone. This is something that's in continuous involvement and your organization will benefit as everyone is allowed to participate and find ways to continually improve the things at the office. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks.